What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Texas A&M starts off the bowl season last night in the Texas Bowl, turning to their fourth-string quarterback. Also, Jill, Joe Milton pieces out at Tennessee. What Josh Heupel had to say about Nico Iamaliava getting his first start. And Nick Saban gives us an update on running back Jace McClellan ahead of their semifinal playoff game. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use our code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase on game time. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, covering your team every day. We've got plenty to discuss. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start with the first SEC bowl game of the season. Last night, the Texas Bowl down in Houston. It was Texas A&M taking on Oklahoma State in an SEC versus Big 12 showdown. Well, Jalen Henderson, who was a third-string quarterback for A&M, had played well in a couple of games down the stretch. Remember, Connor Wegman started the season. He got hurt. They turned to Max Johnson, the backup. He started much of the year. And then when Max Johnson got got hurt, they turned to Jalen Henderson. And uh, the games against Abilene Christian and LSU even had a halftime lead in that LSU game. But Jalen Henderson's night ended very early last night. On AM's first offensive play of the game, he took a hit to a, uh, a low and landed on his arm and was taken off the field. Had a huge brace on his arm. They, he was taken for x-rays, and he was done. So Texas A&M had to turn to fourth-string quarterback Marcel Reed the rest of the game, a freshman out of Nashville. He was a four-star recruit, the number, uh, or rather, Mr. Football in the state of Tennessee last year. Uh, appeared in a couple games this season, but um, the task was just too much. Oklahoma State jumped out to a 24-6 halftime lead. A&M did uh, cut it close a couple times, cut it to 11 uh, a couple times. Uh, Mark Daniels had a rushing touchdown, and uh, Reed had a rushing touchdown, but nonetheless, Oklahoma State just a little bit too strong. Mike Gundy, Ollie Gordon and company, but uh, nonetheless, uh, AM gets the bowl season started 0-1 for the SEC. I did uh, run into DJ Lagway, was on the field pregame uh, from Willis, Texas, just outside Houston. He was honored pregame for uh, best player in the Houston area and received an award for that. So good to see DJ Lagway and he was there with his dad and um, happy for them. They committed to Florida last week and seems pretty uh, hardcore, still excited about getting down to Gainesville and getting his career started as a Florida Gator. So uh, anyway, just thought I'd mention that. People are going, why is DJ Lagway at an A&M game? It's fine. He's from Texas. He was being honored as a high school athlete in the state of Texas. The other big story of yesterday out of Tennessee is Joe Milton announced he will not suit up for Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl against Iowa. 
Uh, Milton is officially off to the NFL after a uh, pretty good season as the starter at uh, Tennessee. Of course, started his career at Michigan, came over to Tennessee, sat behind Hendon Hooker, and finally got his chance to start this year. 2,800 yards, 20 touchdowns, five interceptions. And that means Josh Heupel will turn to the five-star freshman, Nico Iamaliava, will take the reins as the starter for the first time in his young career with the Vols. He was considered by many to be the top prospect in the class of 2023. Five-star quarterback. Threw for 160 yards and a touchdown in limited reps this season, coming in in garbage time. But uh, Milton will still be in Florida with the team to support his teammates, just not going to play in the game. And uh, Yamaliava will get our true test going up against one of the best defenses in the country in Iowa. They allow just 172 passing yards per game this season. That was eighth best in the country. So uh, Josh Heupel saying, look, this is his first opportunity to go out and start a football game, be in command of it, week of preparation, expect him to handle the week the right way and go out and play extremely well. As far as chemistry with the receivers, Josh Heupel said during the course of the season, we get a lot of reps with our guys. Uh, that would be considered twos. So he's had a lot of growth throughout the course of the season during game prep, but on the practice field as well. During bowl prep, we emphasize young guys a lot early. We have some young wide receivers that are playing a lot of football. So he's gotten a lot of work with those guys. It's not an entire season, but I anticipate those guys all being on the same page. The Citrus Bowl will take place Monday between Tennessee and Iowa in Orlando, Florida. Another uh, SEC quarterback, no KJ Jefferson, one of the top players still available in the transfer portal. And according to On3Sports, UCF has emerged as the favorite to land KJ Jefferson. Of course, Gus Malzahn, the head coach down there at UCF, and that'd be a big time get. UCF now in the Big 12, so KJ would be playing in the Big 12. Uh, Gus Malzahn's offense has played well. Um, under John Rice Plumley, who, of course, started in the SEC, uh, played his early years at Ole Miss, and followed Gus Malzahn over there to UCF. The Knights were better known for their defense this season, averaged 278 yards passing per game, but this will be K.J. Jefferson's final year of eligibility, five seasons. We will see if he finishes his career in South Florida with Gus Malzahn at UCF, but that is the report, uh, the favorite to land him. All right, other SEC notes going around. Let's head on out to uh, Ole Miss as Lane Kiffin meeting with the media this week ahead of their big bowl game against Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Kiffin talking this week about how grateful he is uh, to be hired at Ole Miss in the first place. He said to get an extension, which didn't change any financial part of the situation, added length and commitment that this is where we want to be, and commitment from the university, so I'm very pleased to be a part of it. They've done... Uh, amazing here with our staff and players to win 10 games in two of the last three seasons. I think of where it was when we got here and where it is now and what's going on in terms of recruiting leading into next year. It's really amazing to be a part of this. I'm excited to watch these guys play one more game in the Peach Bowl. Now, Ole Miss DC Pete Golding speaking with the media this week. He was asked about his opinions on how staffs across the country are handling the roster turnover with the transfer portal and everything else. And he said, there has to be a connect of why they want to be at Ole Miss, why they want to play with Coach Kiffin, why they want to be in a scheme that's been successful and be around coaches that produce guys to the next level. Ole Miss isn't for everybody. There's no smoke and mirrors here. 
and that's what I appreciate about Coach Kiffin. Uh, he went on to say, depending on who's in their circle, December hits, guys may seek other opportunities. You've invested six to ten months that you're not going to get back, and they aren't going to get back pertaining to guys hitting the portal and heading elsewhere. Over Georgia, Kirby Smart's team getting ready for Florida State. They're going to be without some big-time players, including tight end Brock Bowers, who is uh, opting out, of course, and uh, going to be heading pro. I don't know if he made the official announcement yet, but come on. Uh, edge rusher Damon Wilson and offensive tackle Marius Mims were not observed with the team getting off the plane earlier this week. When Kirby Smart was asked about Brock Bowers playing, he said, uh, that's up to Brock. Brock's been with us the whole time. He's been doing things. Uh, he's got to do. It's more important, though, that he's 100%. Uh, star defensive back Javon Bullard announced he will be competing in the Orange Bowl with Florida State, although he still does not know if he will return for a senior season or enter the NFL draft. Uh, Kamari Lassiter, veteran Georgia DB, told Georgia beat writer uh, Anthony Dasher Wednesday that he does plan on playing in the Orange Bowl against Florida, said it was a no-brainer. Defensive end, defensive end Michael Williams uh, said he's heard rumors about him potentially entering the transfer portal, but he said Wednesday, uh, that's not really what I'm thinking about. Not worried about the transfer portal right now. Focused on getting set for Florida State. And one more Georgia note. They will be without a key assistant in the Orange Bowl. Offensive line coach Stacy Searles did not make the trip, was in Athens recovering from pneumonia. He's 58 years old in the midst of his second season and his second tenure as Georgia O-line coach after he replaced Matt Luke. So, uh... Wish the best of luck to Stacey Searles there, and uh, Georgia will have to do without him. All right, thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we got more tidbits going on around the conference. That's coming your way in just a sec. First, this episode is presented to you by friends over at eBay Motors. Look, passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. If you got any need for auto parts, whatever it is, eBay Motors has got you covered. Everything up there to maintain your vehicle, level level it up to peak performance. They got roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, uh, superchargers, whatever it is. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. Over 122 million parts available for you there for your number one ride or die. You're always going to find exactly what you're looking for. And they've got that eBay guarantee fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. And with that eBay Motors uh, guarantee, you're burning rubber not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car to the MVP and bring home that victory. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. That's ebaymotors.com. Roll along here. Thank you guys for making the Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Come on back tomorrow on the show. We'll be getting you set for the weekend to come. You'll also hear a little bit of some conversation recently with Kirk Herbstreit previewing the big playoff games. That's coming your way tomorrow. All right, we got to dive back into it. We've got plenty to discuss going on around the conference. So let's jump back into it. As we head over to Arkansas, as Sam Pittman is expected to lose one of his key assistants, Luke Fickle is reportedly bringing in a former or a uh, Arkansas assistant to his Wisconsin staff. Football Scoop reporting that uh, Luke Fickle expected to hire Kenny Guyton as his new wide receivers coach for Wisconsin. Uh, he would make the move to, to Madison after spending the last three seasons 
at Arkansas, served as wide receivers coach for the Razorbacks, also served as interim OC this season after they fired Dan Enos. And uh, the relationship between Guyton and Fickle goes back to 2009 when Fickle was on the Ohio State staff and Guyton was a quarterback for Jim Tressel. So a uh, big loss there for Arkansas, very well thought of on that staff was Kenny Guyton. Over at Missouri, they are getting ready for Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl coming up. And running back Cody Schrader, he was fantastic this year in leading the SEC in rushing. He was asked about being on this big stage of college football in a premier bowl game against a big-time opponent. He said, for me, it means everything. This is what we work for. This is what we dream of as little kids. Now we're on the biggest stage of college football, and we need to just go kind of show it kind of leave our legacy this season was so special our whole motto this year was stp but now it's showtime and i know this team is ready to go out and do what we do so cody schrader looking to cap off a really great season at missouri we'll see if he can end it on a high note all right let's jump into some transfer portal news and we'll stick with missouri as chris mcclellan has announced he is heading to missouri the former florida defensive lineman Becomes the seventh transfer commitment for Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri Tigers. Six foot three, 320 pounds, an interior D lineman, primarily playing as a block eater and mauler on the inside. Appeared in 25 games, recorded 46 tackles, two sacks, and a fumble recovery over two seasons for the Gators. He's a former four star recruit, and he'll be going to Mizzou. So uh, we'll see what Mizzou looks like next year. Keep in mind that they've got uh, Clemson defensive back Toriano Pride, Georgia State running back Marcus Carroll, Oklahoma O-lineman Caden Green, also picked up Miami linebacker Corey Flagg, and uh, Georgia linebacker uh, Darius Smith all added to the mix there for Mizzou. So big-time additions there. One last Mizzou note, they will be losing backup quarterback Jake Garcia. Started his career at Miami, then came over to uh, Missouri, he announced on Wednesday he is entering the transfer portal. Former four-star recruit, committed to Miami back in 2021, played sparingly there, opted to transfer to Mizzou, competed with Brady Cook for the starting job, but Brady Cook won the job and never looked back. So Garcia should have three years of eligibility remaining. We'll see, see where he ends up. Over at LSU, cornerback Deuce Chestnut on the move again. LSU defensive back came over from Syracuse a year ago. He announced this week he is back in the transfer portal. Earlier this month, Brian Kelly told reporters that Chestnut was one of two LSU DBs who would not be participating in the ReliQuest Bowl. He was basically uh, didn't play down the stretch of the season for LSU. He last played in that Arkansas game. Only participated in four games, so could take a red shirt if he wants to, and that would give him two seasons of eligibility remaining. He was a freshman All-American uh, by several outlets in his uh, freshman season at Syracuse, played in all 12 games. So, uh, see where Deuce Chestnut ends up, but it won't be at LSU anymore. One more note on LSU there. Freshman offensive tackle Lance Hurd did not reportedly travel with the team to Tampa on three sports reporting. Uh, he's a true freshman, played in all 12 games for LSU this season as a backup, earned one start, got the nod at right tackle against Army. So, uh, Lance Hurd, big uh, loss there for LSU. Not a starter, but figures to be a big-time contributor moving forward in the future for LSU, but not going to have them in this bowl game. All right. Uh, one other note, this is transfer portal related, but we know Jamin uh, Dumas-Johnson, the 
big-time linebacker from Georgia who transferred over to Kentucky. Well, Glenn Schumann was asked this week in the Georgia media availability about uh, Dumas Johnson's departure. And he said, look, I love Pop. We wish him the best. Obviously, care about him. Anytime you care about somebody and you have a time that you're no longer with each other, then that's what's best for him in this case. He's excited, and I wish him the best from that standpoint. A couple other linebackers who could see time there in with his departure. C.J. Allen, who had some uh, some nice games down the stretch of the season, and Raylan uh, Wilson for Georgia. But, of course, big-time get there for Kentucky this offseason. And uh, see what he does next year. Evan Stewart over at Texas A&M. He is in the transfer portal, and a lot of teams clamoring for his uh, skill set to come in and be a big-time contributor after two seasons at College Station. 91 catches, over 1,100 yards, six touchdowns for those this past season. According to On3 Sports, a few programs that have emerged, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Florida State, Oregon, and USC. Uh, On3 Sports reporting Alabama and Texas do not seem to be likely options for Evan Stewart. We had heard a while back that Alabama you know, would, would have been open to taking him, but uh, from the SEC, Ole Miss and Tennessee would look like the two that are in the mix to land Evan Stewart services. And I mean, that would be a big-time get for uh, Tennessee. Obviously, Ole Miss has got a ton of weapons already. They already brought in Juice Wells from South Carolina, and they got some guys coming back like Trey Harris. So don't know if Ole Miss necessarily needs him, but, hey, that Grove Collective is cranking out and bringing in a ton of guys. So we'll see if Evan Stewart ends up there. But I think, look, Tennessee's got some good receivers too, but I think Evan Stewart automatically moves to the top of the list there if he chooses to head to the ball. So we'll see what happens there. All right, thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll hear what Nick Saban had to say about Jace McClellan as Alabama prepares for their semifinal game against Michigan. More Locked On SEC here in just a sec. First, this episode presented by our friends over at Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way for you to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players like pros and sharks, you just pick more than or less than on two- to six-player stat projections, and you will watch the winnings roll in. If you want to play alongside some of your friends or favorite players, go check that out in the Community Plays tab on prize picks. They even offer a reboot policy that your uh, entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football or basketball games, if you have a player who leaves the game in the first half and doesn't come back in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use our promo code locked on college. That's going to get your first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use our code locked on college. Get that first deposit match up to 100 bucks. It is prize picks and it is daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, roll along here, Locked On SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen every day. We got a little bit more we got to jump into, so let's do it. Let's uh, dive back in as we turn our attention to Alabama. As Nick Saban spoke with the media yesterday, getting ready for their matchup against Michigan out there 
in California. Nick Saban uh, had an encouraging update on one of his star players. Met with reporters at Disneyland, shared that Alabama running back Jace McClellan looks good to go after missing the SEC championship game with that foot injury. Uh, Saban saying Jace is doing great. He practiced yesterday and today looks good. We gave him a lot of time off to heal his foot, and it looks like it paid off. Barring some setback, the way he's practiced, I don't see why he couldn't play in this game. McClellan leads the Alabama rushing game with 166 carries over 800 yards in 12 games. In the SEC title game, Crimson Tide managed 114 rushing yards led by Roydell Williams and, of course, Jalen Milrow rushing as well. Milrow leads the team in rushing scores with 12 touchdowns, but it's number four Alabama against number one Michigan in the Rose Bowl set for New Year's Day, 4 o'clock Central, 5 Eastern on ESPN. One other Alabama note, offensive lineman Elijah Pritchett Made, uh, made headlines for all the wrong reasons a couple weeks ago. Uh, if you read the details, you know what happened. But if Pritchett is charged, he could face up to $500 in fines or three months in jail for a misdemeanor. Nick Saban was asked about it. He said, look, we're handling this set of circumstances internally, and that's all I can really comment about it. His status on the team has not been affected to this point. Elijah Pritchett was a top 40 prospect in 2022 in his second season in Alabama. And uh, enters the Rose Bowl, having played all 13 games for the Tide this year as a backup offensive lineman. So, see if he gets any action in this one. Over at Auburn, they are getting ready to face Maryland in the Music City Bowl coming up in the next couple days. And Tigers gearing up for a showdown with the Terrapins and Peyton Thorne going through his prep work for this bowl game. Uh, Talking with the media, said he's looking ahead to 2024 and uh, said it's been hard to balance. He said you have that time off, and obviously with the portal opening up and high school guys having signing day and recruiting, us players are just trying to do our part. He said it's weird because you're looking so much into next season and talking about next season, but we still have to finish off this season. He said so we can focus back up here at practice and get ready to go on Saturday during the season thorn. Pass for 1,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, nine picks, but uh, also rushed for 500 yards with three rushing touchdowns. Auburn, an up-and-down year, started 3-0, then lost four straight, then won, th- then won three in a row, and then, of course, that heartbreaking loss in the Iron Bowl to Alabama. But uh, they'll take on Maryland Music City Bowl. That'll be this Saturday at 1 Central, 2 Eastern on ABC. Another note coming from Ole Miss from Lane Kiffin that I just thought it was worth bringing up here as, um, look, Lane is always good for a uh, soundbite, as we know. Never shy with a microphone in front of his mouth and thought this was pretty cool from uh, Lane. He was talking about, well, the transfer portal. And he said, look, things have been a little chaotic with not just recruiting and uh, flying around trying to get back for practice. A lot of assistant coaches not at practices, but dealing with the portal, going to other universities to see kids and dealing with keeping our own kids. He said, it's been a terrible system. He said, I wouldn't think any other sport, professional sports have ever set up a system where free agency starts while the season is still going on. He said, so it really makes no sense. You can leave, you can stay, you can go other places, coaches can call you, and our season's still going on. He said, it'd be like before the NFC or AFC playoffs starting a couple weeks all of a sudden hey free agency the week before 
opens up. So you can start recruiting other people's players and fly them on trips and get them to transfer. He said, so really, it is just a bad system. So Lane Kiffin, never shy with a soundbite. And uh, you know, I tend to agree with him. It's You know, a lot of people are calling him out saying he's hypocritical because, look, obviously Ole Miss taking full advantage of transfer portal. They've created the Grove Collective. They're rewarding kids with NIL. And, look, it's all within the rules and all that. But you know, it's, fun- it's funny. Lane in one part is taking advantage of it. But, two, he's saying this is stupid. There needs to be more kind of regulation here. we got to figure out something that makes a little bit more sense here because he's right. Like, you're still playing a season, but you're going to poach players from other schools. Your players are talking about leaving your program, and you got to still coach a bowl game. It's just there's a lot of craziness going on around college football. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Uh, so we're, we're down one bowl game of an SEC team. So coming up. On Friday, tomorrow, we will have number 22, Clemson, playing Kentucky. That'll be at 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern on ESPN. That'll be the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. And then the nightcap, it'll be number nine, Missouri, against number seven, Ohio State, in the Cotton Bowl. And uh, Clemson, a four-point favorite over over Kentucky. Ohio State, a three-point favorite over Missouri. So both SEC teams underdogs on Friday. The SEC was an underdog last night in the Texas Bowl. AM was an underdog to Oklahoma State. Now, Friday, we've got the SEC's underdog again. Will the SEC start 0-3 to start bowl season? We will see. Um, we'll get into previewing some of the bowl matchups and everything else on tomorrow's show. So keep it locked right here on Locked on SEC. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Keep coming back and checking us out each and every day. And now for your second listen, check out Locked on Sports Today. They've launched the first 24-7 sports uh, channel on YouTube covering the top sports stories of the day. Our local experts are locked on, plus our national shows covering every league. Go check out Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe today. I'm Chris Gordy. This has been Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.